about to say something and I forgot, but hey, you know what? We're just going to start it all the, like from the beginning. Are we? What do you like? We're not starting yet is what you're saying? No, no, I'm saying we are starting, but uh, like this is just the DMGT podcast and I am your host, Danny. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm your host, Spencer. Um, so we're not doing a preamble. We didn't today. do the, well, uh, we preambled. You and I preambled. We were accidentally off mic preambling, and it was, I, I gotta say, would have been the best, but unfortunately wasn't recorded. Um, ah, so damn, we're not even gonna right. try to recreate it. We're no, not you're right. You're right. You're right. Never yeah. been better. Um, super dynamic. Uh, absolutely oh, yeah. hilarious. Very um, much. touching. It was really good, and it was oof, like five minutes. It was really concise, which we always have been. Yeah, honestly, it would have been our first um, foray into the coveted EGOT. Uh, yeah, because shit, man, you you throw an audiobook out there, you got a chance. Like, why don't just make this a fucking book? Say it's an audiobook. <laughs> Get printed on paper. It's, I think one of the uh, one of the Grammy the one of the Grammys for poetry reading. I think they said sixty copies of it were sold, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> like, like it's a joke. The Grammys oh, are a joke. Like, insane. I'm like, are the sixty people the that's Grammys? <laughs> just the just the voting committee specifically. Like, well, we got it. So. Yeah, it's like, oh, I pulled, I pulled spoken word listening poetry. That's my category. Okay. All right. Well, let's fire up Google. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did any exist? Sorry. If you're big into <laughs> listening to Grammy awarded poetry, I'm so sorry <laughs> that the, we're making uh, fun of it because it's just a very niche. person maybe listening. Yeah. Yeah. It, How would you eat God, Danny? How would you eat God? Like what, what, what do you think your path would be to eat God right now? If you had to start. Um, it would be a cameo in whatever few, like whatever, maybe like second season of The Last of Us, um, writing credits or something, and then oh, okay, okay, and then go in with like a score because now, now like the Grammys just added the uh, the bullshit video game music category. Assassin's Creed Valhalla like won the uh, the debut one for the Grammy, so like I can shoehorn in like, hey, I produced some music for this game, um. And then yeah. maybe, boom, there's the Grammy, so I don't have to be yeah. like a huge artist or something. And then take, I don't know, the, the audiobook is the other one. And then... That's uh, another, always a path, always a path. Write then, an autobiography, uh, get that published, read it. And then, the t- and then sell, and then like sell something with uh, licensing or something to get it onto a play or something for the Tony. The Tony is always the hardest one, right? Like, I don't know. Tony, Tony's going to be tough. Tony's going to be tough. I mean, you would have to probably, um, you know, like gather a bunch of theater skill, write some sort of one man show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to have to be sad, but also happy. So, you know, pull from whatever you need to pull from for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then get it, you know get the will ferrell two nights of bush or whatever just two little performances somewhere that counts for broadway boom done wrap it up <laughs> easy easy all right so yeah, we'll see you in uh, let's call it five years let's do the five yeah, years this is actually in. shifting uh our focus into preparing danny for any guy <laughs> <laughs> gonna go all the way in um 
man, what a the Grammys are, are so dumb. Um, they hey, they exist and <laughs> it made people real mad. So that's pretty standard Grammy year. <laughs> you know what the uh, the 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 hip hop 50th anniversary or that celebration was, was cool. really cool. That was that really was cool. cool. I think they did some stuff where it's like. Uh, we should focus more on like performances and stuff and artists that people like like that are modern. Yeah. And I think they yeah. did all right on some of that stuff. And then let's not talk about the actual awards themselves because they were really No, bad. no, 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 no. But I mean, they always are. They always are. Hardly. Every year. Every year. Almost no one's mad about it. Uh, I just saw an article that was like being like, <laughs> is Taylor Swift out of touch? She didn't understand Trevor's no- Trevor Noah's joke about egg Yeah, prices. no duh. She's a billionaire yeah, like, now. I'm like, she may well be that out of touch for sure. Also, she might have not just gotten the joke. Yeah. Wasn't his best one. No, it was, it was, uh, you know, like when, when comedians like host an award ceremony, they have to like, they have to PG it up to the nines where it's like, ha ha, because like, this is, uh, you know, the middle-aged couple family that's right. like only watches like cbs tv shows has to like yeah. be that um milk toast almost the uh jokes yeah well i, I also think i like trevor noah mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. and i actually think he's very funny um and really settled into the daily show and like i think became a really great host of that show oh, yeah. really really funny great at joke delivery uh i don't think him as a host has ever really been a good fit for me um there's something about like he always has the approach of like trying to be personal like he'll i feel like he's host other things where he kind of jumps into the audience Mm -hmm. type of stuff Mm -hmm. i don't think he's charismatic in that way it or he like doesn't make people feel as comfortable as he as it seems he thinks he might in those moments, you know what I mean. It's, that's like a really tough skill. It's it's as, it doesn't comedian. Yeah, come across quite as natural. I will say. Yeah, like, at yeah. least from the TV side. So I mean, I don't know. I'd be probably terrible at it too. So. Um, oh <laughs> yeah, it's an insane thing. <laughs> just sometimes, just thinking about any type of performance like that on that scale, it's like that's just a crazy thing. Because so like you, I mean, you gotta. How do you prepare for that? Yeah, shit? like you gotta almost like blend you, almost like a chameleon. Like you almost have to not be there, but also like be there. It's it's a really specific skill. And kudos to like I don't know what's his face, uh, Ryan Seacrest, who has done it um forever. It's like hey. okay, well, like what does he do? But it's also like you know what? That's a skill, and he's got it. And there's a reason why he and, has done it for so long. And I think I can speak for everybody when I say. I hope I'd never hear the last time of Seacrest out. <laughs> oh, man. You know? I don't know if I believe you. Um, <laughs> hey, but- man, if he hasn't, if, if Ryan Seacrest <laughs> hasn't gotten got yet, I think he might be clean. You know what I, I mean? You're right. Like, I think you're I right. Mean, come on. You're right. Listen, this is, this uh, is no, no Seacrest slander in, uh, on, this, on this podcast. I mean, hey. Unless I've just never Googled his name. That's and also, a bunch that's, of stuff. you know, we could also be very, <laughs> could be either it's one. Possible. Could be either it's one. possible. It's Guess what? Right. Y'all, you got your preamble yeah. now. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there already, it is. You got it. <laughs> PlayStation <laughs> VR, PlayStation VR 2. We have a bunch of more details. Sony released this super long FAQ that's really nice and in depth. I'm actually really happy with this. Spencer read the entire uh, Read the thing. entire thing. So he's studied uh, up and ready to rip. I'm ready to go. It took me. 
15 hours. <laughs> uh, uh, funny enough, that's how many hours I've been playing with the uh, uh, DualSense Edge. So I'm scripting the review for YouTube. So we're going to be talking about it. Um, spoilers. I really like it. It's really nice. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that and how that's going down. Um, some Last of Us episode four, baby, because it was the shortest episode so far. And I think it will remain the shortest episode of the season. Um, but I think there's uh, a lot to talk about with with that one. We we saw it on Sunday together with some peeps. And then episode five is going to be out on Friday, not Sunday, yeah. as to not compete with uh, the big game. Because we're that a real brain and we can't say coming. we can't say Danny? Super Bowl, Spencer. Oh, <laughs> no, that, is that true? Um, anytime we would say Super Super Bowl, Superb I'm actually owl. saying Super Bowl. Yes, so classic. This is a podcast about owls. Uh, Danny, you know what's crazy? Once I sent my retirement post to our fantasy league. Um, that was weirdly similar to Tom Brady's retirement video, which is total happenstance and coincidence. Um, would you yeah. have guessed that I don't know who is playing in the Super Bowl? Superb Owl. No. As of right now. Oh, I do not know. No. Uh, would I have guessed? Yes. I, I was you would thinking, have guessed. I, okay. I was thinking, like, would I be surprised? And the answer to that is also no. Um, so they're mm-hmm, both mm-hmm. They, they're both confirming the same thing. I figured. Yep. I figured. Yep. It is the so, uh, Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Two teams. Two teams that I don't want to win Super Bowl. <laughs> two teams that play the sport. And and uh, will I be betting on the game? For sure. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally sure. going to send out the uh, Super Bowl square sheet tomorrow yeah. morning. You know yeah. I'm here for it, baby. You know what I love doing on sports I know nothing about? <laughs> Just put some money on the things that are least likely to happen. Just you know, not a lot. I'm saying like, like five a dollar, bucks on five bucks. whatever's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. plus seventeen thousand. It's like, well, if this happened, you know, we're gonna we're gonna share Spencer's uh, wild fifteen play Super Bowl parlay for one dollar with that plus seventeen thousand. Uh, oh yeah, it's like oh, this tight end will definitely get four touchdowns for sure, <laughs> and also. The running back will get 200 rushing yards. Absolutely. Lock me in. Five bucks on that every time. I mean, that's, uh, you know what? Have fun with it. If you're just having fun with it and screw it, that's entertaining. That's super entertaining. And then you it's just don't maybe think about how it. you're supposed to use betting apps. Uh, cause if you're mm. using them seriously, folks, um, might, might be a problemo. 1 800 gamblingproblem.com. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we have to take a quick commercial break for 17 ads about uh, sports betting apps. <laughs> FanDuel. Did you know that FanDuel is the easiest application? No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> we'll give you $20 million to come on FanDuel. We're doing it for everybody. It's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. definitely real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely not going to lose that on your first two bets. Um, it's okay. Uh <laughs> Spencer, let's talk about the PlayStation VR 2 because that we are officially in PSVR 2 month. Um they we're in the launch some, window, baby. We're in the launch window. We 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 know it's it, goddamn it's, it's so goddamn expensive. $550 for this bad boy. Uh, but we've talked about that to extent last uh, last few months. Um yeah. but we're here. It's the PSVR 2 uh they what what did Sony 
there was like a report out last week that said that they had reduced uh, sale expectations in half due to pre-sale numbers not being quite as high. And I'm like, well, yeah, you priced this goddamn VR set more expensive than the actual PlayStation 5 itself. So what did you expect, yeah. PlayStation? But all of that being said, uh, I'm still looking forward to PlayStation VR 2. I had that pre-order ready. The money's gone. Um, so it's like, all right, it's well, already it's already gone. You know, it's, it's going to be here. I'm excited for it. Um, this ultimate FAQ, which literally it's the ultimate FAQ on the PlayStation blog, um, is really extensive. It looks like they did their homework. They took in consideration a lot of the feedback from PSVR 1, which I didn't have, but you did. So I think this is going to be some really good insights. Um, I don't know. Just give us overview. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I think, like, you know, uh, if you're someone who needs a bunch of questions answered, like, I will say just as a person, my job is doing support for shit. Um, this is really, really well done, and it's well before the release of the thing, and it really seems like time and attention was put into it. And like yeah. for me, when you see something like this, you know, like for any thing that's like a big ticket thing, yeah, like it really shows a different level of commitment to the the thing that they're doing, right? And I think yeah. with yeah. PSVR one. Uh, I so much of what everybody's feedback was about, my own included, was like, this doesn't seem fully baked all the way. Like, it's good in right. places, but there's also things that you're just like, for real? Like, the fact that the PSVR 1 used controllers from the PlayStation Move, which was basically gone yeah. by the time PSVR 1 came out. You know what I mean? Like, that's just... Uh, it was just always a a problem, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Not honestly, wasn't that terrible to use? Like, once you got it and were playing with it, like it it all worked really well. And I think developers did a great job adapting to that controller scheme, right? But like, you know, that's just like, oh, and it comes out. You know, the PSVR one came out, and it was underpowered in that market, mm-hmm. like pretty significantly. Um, yep. And so it just was like. You didn't, you, you, and it was, you know, to be fair, the ch- one of the cheapest ways you could play VR at that scale. True. true. At the time. Yes. Like it was, you know, because PlayStation 4 was already years and years in. So it wasn't like I was buying my PlayStation 5, then buying my PSVR. It was like that money was dead by years. So it would like, didn't, you know, it really didn't feel that expensive when right. you, when you put right. it into that context. Um, but you can really tell like throughout this that they wanted to show how often they took that to heart for this PSVR 2. Um, Cause like a lot of it will say like, you know, Hey, this PSVR PSVR one did this. We realized you didn't like it or did like it. So we did more of it or less of it depending and, and like kind of putting them right against each other in ways. I think one thing that I found interesting was specifically calling out like there are three ways to play psvr2 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we recommend using it standing sitting or uh room scale where you can have more movement and i was like that's really cool to like just outright say like you can sit down and play this yeah hello yeah. 
Because, you know, like grandma's falling on TikTok <laughs> when they play VR. Yeah. It shouldn't really be something that we're all laughing at, but it is very funny. I mean, uh, well, when people yeah. fall down playing VR. But um, I think it's cool to, to show that, say that. Um, and then kind of giving us a little bit about cinematic mode. Um, and if right. you scroll to the bottom of this article, almost all of the comments and questions that continue to come are just about, I want to know more about cinematic mode. But what we've learned now, uh, which we really, we knew, but like just having it laid out is it's 1920 by 1080 HDR. Yep. Um, outputting in 24 or 60 Hertz and also 120 Hertz frame rate. Um, 24, you know, obviously for movies and, and uh, TV um because that's the frame rate for movies uh right, and right. then you know that's all so we actually don't totally know how cinematic mode's going to look is it going to be a digital room is it going to be customizable like that's pretty big to the VR community um you know and and then the the one thing that a lot of the comments are about are is it going to be able to do 3D movies like is it you know uh PlayStation mm. 5 doesn't have 3D Blu-ray support right now though i do think it i think it technically, technically can possible yeah. right um and like that was uh by all a, a lot of uh accounts and people in the vr community like playstation one or psvr one was like one of the best ways to watch 3d blu-rays um because you have two screens so you're literally able to create a pretty great depth of field yeah so i i do honestly hope uh we hear more see more about cinematic mode and i hope that gets more support on psvr2 um that would really be something that would actually put me over the edge to to really get it earlier on in its life cycle yeah um things like youtube uh for a while there was uh interesting psvr like nba content they actually were doing vr oh NBA yeah that's right that's watch right. and that yeah, was yeah, like yeah. cool but like that's <laughs> you really were like yeah these fuck this fucking screen sucks <laughs> like when you're <laughs> watching sports because it yeah, just wasn't yeah, high def yeah. enough um so yeah it, it it's a really interesting long read um and then we got 30 games at launch we got 100 games in development and guess what they're almost all horror games <laughs> It's horror games and games with swords. So if you're not into those two things, That's, uh, there's not going to be a ton for you. It's classic uh, VR stuff there. I mean, look, I, I think the launch window, and I think the game support is always the trickiest part, right? Because you, there's like, if you look at like an Oculus or uh, uh, HTC Vive or any of the other big uh, VR headsets out there, um, the game support's always like, okay, you're going to play Beat Saber, and that's pretty much it, is what most people like do with this. And then obviously, mm -hmm. like, you get your streamers here and there playing, playing some, some of the uh, supported uh, uh, VR games that are basically just like, here's the game, but scaled up so it feels VR. Uh, this is a pretty like hefty launch. I, I, would you agree that this, the launch window lineup, for the PSVR 2 is stronger than the launch lineup for the PlayStation 5 itself. Oh, yeah, easily. There was nothing for <laughs> six months on PlayStation 5. 
So, like, you have all these games, and now we know that we're for sure getting, like, additional developer support um, with those 100 games, like, on the dockets. Obviously, like, what? Uh, I'd say 60% of those, 70% of those are going to be, like, eh, hit or miss. But, like, there's some big ones here, like, for, for launch day. Like, I'm looking at Cities VR. Uh, we were just talking about uh, co- uh, comfort games and cozy games mm-hmm. la- uh, last week, and Civilization was one of them. Cities VR is, like, a city builder type similar in, like, that realm uh, and that side of Mm -hmm. gaming that seems interesting to me uh obviously the horizon one is going to be the big one that that seems interesting but like the nfl pro era the the football game that i think people like has really blown up in the last couple of months the star wars game looks pretty cool like star wars like uh what uh jedi Jedi, um uh the the new one the fallen order uh fall sequel is uh it is like you know right in the hype time so like boom get a star wars game to get in there if you want to play some spooky games like resident evil village or anything like that like that's all there no man's sky is going to be like my first one that's the first game i'm going to hop into uh i've most likely not until march for oh that's did they update that because it's launch window yeah Mm. yeah oh you're right it should definitely be something that anyone getting psvr2 gets okay early so i'll wait for what three weeks to a month for for that that's yeah. that's fine not really a big deal um, and then also really really excited for more people to play moss and then moss book two coming out like that is a great adventure action platformer game yeah that like was one of the most polished products that psvr had um especially for everyone that was like obsessed with tunic yeah yes some very similar cute interesting little vibes in moss like I, that, that, you i'm really excited just for more people to play moss you literally just sold me on that so uh, uh <laughs> i'm going to play that that's uh, that seems cool uh you're a little you're a little you're little, little mouse with the sword little mousey Come with on. the sword that's great that's great and then like you look at all the other like just the technical support and like the technology behind it i think is also the part that like we talk about a lot here as well it's just cool the uh high refresh rate the uh I've been seeing a lot of like really positive things on how the eye tracking, how well that's working. In, the foveated rendering, yeah. as well, yeah. Uh, so the developers of Pavlov on their Discord, uh, one of their like lead developers, I believe, uh, recently just like posted. They're like, "How is it working with um, PSVR 2? And he's like, "It's really great because I can actually get about ten percent more performance out of it than I can on other." Like he was saying, the HTC that's crazy top end one, and he's like, and it, this wasn't like scientific. He didn't like say, here's the data. Sure, sure, but sure. basically, like the assumptions of why is because of foveated rendering, where it can, and also that it's like a vertical integration of hardware to hardware. Yeah, um, and it's like the PlayStation Five ain't doing other things, so it can take more use of the power of it than a PC can you know when we're when we're looking at like normal gaming pcs yeah yeah and here here's the uh, i think here's where the context of like the price and like when you when you know you bring up examples like that specifically is like where the price starts coming into context a little bit more right because yeah. if you want to buy a uh, psvr uh, i mean uh, uh htc vive right now let's look at the the website he's 1200 bucks right 1200 bucks the the new xr elite that's for pre-order $1,100. Yeah. And you still need like a $2,000 gaming PC on top. Yes. And I think like that's, I think the thing 
with the price being like a PS5 and this, we're at over a thousand, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think when you're thinking about standalone VR, like yep, for fu- you know, like I don't think anything comes close to what the PSVR nope. two or any non standalone is doing. Yeah. So they're like they're all that price, and like one way to hey, if you need to convince yourself, one way to think about it is. If I want to do VR and I have a PS5 or want a PS5, I'm also getting a PS5. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, that's the other part of having a PS5 is you would have a PS5. So, like, if you wanted that anyways, this is a cheap way to get into high quality VR. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, but it's like, hey, we all got to do our mental gymnastics. Of course. Of course. Um, and, Look, this isn't a, ch- uh, a cheap uh, hobby to get into. This is a huge chunk of money to to like dive in, assuming that you don't have either of these devices uh, out the gate. Like we've, you know, you and I have already bit the bullet on the PlayStation Five. Or like it's been two, yeah. two and a half. Years. And also, like, I repaired it. mine. It's fine. So oh I, yeah, yeah. So you, <laughs> I like. paid for one and a half PS <laughs> PS Five. Whoopsies! Uh, <laughs> opening up old wounds there, baby. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited for it. Like I, I understand that it's still vr as a whole is still not quite like ready for mainstream and like home audiences it's still very much a prosumer consumer uh Mm -hmm. type area of technology in general but when i look at like the the graphical performance and like the the way that these games look versus like the first generation psvr i'm like this is we're entering our ps1 ps2 era of of uh advancements in vr technology and i think that's the exciting part to me where it's like i want to get in this early at at this because it's going to be so cool where in five ten years we're on our second third generation uh or or second third generation rather of of vr in the market in general um yeah because apple's about to get into this into this game everyone's everyone's about to get into samsung samsung thinking samsung has some patents out that they're like they're about to make a vr yeah, so it's it's. I think we're like on the. You know how they do the uh, the S bell curve thing, where it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things slow, 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 and then you and then like really accelerates for a bit. I mean, that's what I technology think, does. I think we're we're about to hit that like fast acceleration. Yeah. And and I think the the one other thing that I I really as a PSVR owner like can't undersell is if you haven't had a moment of gaming where you just started laughing like a kid again <sighs> stepping into vr for the first time for like real not just like a quick little th- you know thing out like an arcade or some shit right like when you are in a vr environment for the first time i you're gonna be for me and everyone i've ever shown vr to as like the first time and let them play for like 30 minutes i have not had a person not start giggling like a child once they figure it out like like it's just one of those things where this is early in the thing but like those moments are going to continue with vr for a while i think because we're scratching the surface of what can be in that five-year window yeah you know it's a very interesting it's it's gonna be really exciting it's like if you throw on beat saber and you put the fucking headset on your mom, it's gonna, it's going to be the first time your mom starts to understand a video game. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, 
they might go, oh, video games. <laughs> I love that. That is, boom. I, that, that's our clip because that's, that's, I don't know if you could sell anything better than that, especially if you're a gamer. That's, hey, that's, that's good. That's good. Spencer. If I know one thing about gamers, it's they <laughs> like their moms. <laughs> <laughs> We're all a bunch of mamas boys, uh, for sure, for sure. I'm I'm excited. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Go look at the PlayStation blog, uh, VR. It's literally called the Ultimate FAQ. So it's there if you have any any questions and like looking for more details on whether or not you're gonna make the decision on this. It's there. It's ready. It's extensive. Uh, I like it. I'm, I'm ready to rip. I'm a little sad. We're gonna be on a boat when it literally arrives. Hey, you know, it's okay. sometimes you gotta sacrifice for the boys. For the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of more PlayStation, uh I've been playing with the DualSense Edge controller for the last 2 weeks since it launched. It's been like a 2 full weeks. I I was sick for one of those weeks, so I didn't really get that much gaming in. But um yeah, man, it's a it's a tight controller. There's a it it's very similar to the regular uh, uh Dual DualSense uh like just shape and PS5 size. PS5 controller. Yeah, yeah. But it's like obviously like heavier uh, because there's more like mechanics and stuff uh, on the inside. It feels very premium. It also because of that, it also feels a little like delicate to some degree. Like in in a, mm. in like a uh, oh, this is a premium device. Take care of it because there's a bunch of moving parts here. So if you drop it, you right. might, like you might damage it. Um, so like and but other other than that, like it feels good. The uh, everything makes sense. Like the way that the buttons and the paddles are set up, like. I swapped to the uh, little short stubby ones on the back instead of like the long traditional paddles that you'll see on other mm -hmm. pro controllers just because, you know, I fat fingered like pressing the button when I when I didn't mean to a few oh, times yeah. playing yeah, Call yeah. of Duty. So I'm like, okay, no, the other ones work a little bit better. But just like a ton of flexibility with it, it straight up, like if you are playing, I, I won't go as far to say that like playing a shooter with this controller is better than like a uh, keyboard and mouse. But certain games, absolutely better. Like, at, at the very minimum, if you're only a console player, like, this will make you better at Call of Duty a little bit. A little bit. You have to... Yeah. There's a learning curve that you'll have to, like, get accustomed to because you're pressing... You're getting used to pressing buttons without moving your fingers as much as, as you used to, or, like, your thumb specifically. Uh, but once you get a hang of that, like, you're like, oh, I get it. I get it. Like, immediately, once... It took me like an hour and then I'm like, okay. And then I got it. I'm yeah. Like, oh, and then I was rolling through and then it put me in some really gross uh, lobbies. Uh. <laughs> I, I, I think that's like one of the things about those paddles and like customized controller worlds is I feel like for so many games I play, I really wish I had a different button for some of the more mundane tasks you have to yeah, do. Yeah. Like thinking No Man's Sky, like, uh, Everything is a long press, um, and they do have some controller customization stuff you can do. You can do some remapping. I didn't. The default is like long press, you know, like circle or something. Yeah, yeah. To like get in and out of stuff, whatever. And I'm like, man, that is a that's a thumb stretch because you have to do it 20 million times. And I was like, if that paddle was there, I would. Ooh, it'd be so much nicer to play that you know those types of things where you're constantly yes. gathering and long pressing and yeah i it's a thing i didn't really think about all that much until i was like i'm sick of doing this <laughs> yeah it's uh and then i played like call of duty and i've been playing um 
uh, Star Wars uh, Fallen Order because I'd never gotten around to to playing it the first time. Um, and it's like, oh, for like, and I, I, I set it up for, for that, like the God of War Fallen Order, like controller layout. It's like, oh yeah, this is definitely making me better at this i'm reacting a little bit better i'm not dying as often especially in the higher difficulties um and then i tossed on elden ring for a little while too i was like oh yeah mm. oh yeah this would have saved me some headaches for sure um so it's like it definitely has like its benefits it's a nice controller i really enjoy it is it worth 200 dollars? i'm gonna say no for the vast majority of people it's just 200 dollars is just so much money um, for a yeah. controller that you normally buy for 70 60 80 i i spent a bit of time today trying to find other alternative premium controllers for ps5 yeah there are a couple that can do a lot of what ps5's controller does for 40 bucks less but that's about as low as i've seen yep. it because the third party controller world really hasn't happened yet and that was similar to ps4 it took like four years for those to become pretty commonplace. Um, DualSense is going to take a, probably another year or two to really see more. But then I think at that point, for sure, also, like, there's going to be cheaper options. Yeah. You know, like... Um, Maybe. Yeah. Like, it, the, the pro controller market has always been, like, an interesting one because it's... Uh, yeah, every every pro controller, like, even uh, an Xbox, uh, the Elite controller, it, yeah. what, runs you 170 180 bucks. Um, yeah. that's barely $20 cheaper than this. And then like a scuff controller, which is like the biggest brand in like pro controllers, uh, for, for any console minimum 200, $220. So like, I think they're, yeah, like their cheapest one is 199 and it's, yep. it's very similar to the PS controller. Like exactly. Exactly. So like, this is just kind of where the market is for, for these types of controllers. If, if you're like an aspiring, like, man, I really want to go in hard on like maybe going pro on uh, 2K or Madden or Call of Duty on your console, which is a lot of those are like, you know, they're played on console. They're not played uh, on PC for, for those like official leagues. Then, yeah, absolutely. Like that is that is such a specific use case, though, that like, yes, how many kids are actually like actually like you're 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 committing your parents are like, all right, fine. This is like a thing that we're going to start investing in versus like you know picking up a sport then yeah that makes sense but like for most people it's it's just a lot unless you have money to burn or like whatever it's fine spend your yeah, money however yeah. but it's absolutely I not think necessary the thing that i would jump at far quicker than this pro controller is if they got rid of the microphone and sold the normal dual sense controller for like 20 bucks less i'd buy four you know, just yep. to never have to think about it again because they're going to control drift like uh, joystick drift. Um, but the, yeah, that's what I that's the hey, do, if you want more money from me, you can get it, Sony, which is I'll crazy because you're talking your about shit. four controllers like that for $20 cheaper. Just get the pro controller and swap out the thumbsticks one because they're like 20 but bucks. That, but, but then I could play with friends. You, uh, good, you know, good call. Good call. Because I only have one controller and boy, is it breaking more and more every day. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I have my original one, the one that came with yep. the console. My rear, I think we talked about this, but my rear right trigger, like, look how flimsy that is. Yeah. Where, yeah. Whereas the other one has, like, still all the normal resistance. It's, yep. it's nuts. Uh, so it literally yeah. broke, like, two days after you had sent your, your PlayStation 5 for, for repair. <laughs> I'm like, 
Shit. Great. That time. That time taking stuff at launch. That's another whole thing. I, like <laughs> just taking stuff at launch is a real gamble. <laughs> That's definitely the price for for play, taking it at launch for sure. Uh the early adopters curse. I saw a TikTok that was like Oh man, I love the DualSense controller. I like the just the regular one. It's such a good controller, and it is. It is a really good controller. It's the best controller right now. Um, and then he and then he was like, "But the triggers are really loud, man. Like you could hear, and you could hear like the gear, like the uh, the gears, like." <laughs> and all the comments are like, "It's not supposed to make that noise. Your controller's busted." <laughs> and all his replies are like, "Oh no, really? Shit, that sucks. That's yeah, that's brutal. Like." There's so many things that I've like gotten early in a life cycle. And I'm like, <laughs> why did I do this? Yeah, yeah. We're, like, we paid. You for know it. how many freaking Alexas I had before getting oh, the one God. that had the hub built in? And I'm like buying hubs and shit. I'm like, damn it. I could have just waited a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's the why did I need this for my single room in an apartment? <laughs> this is why we started a podcast because we needed somewhere to outlet these like why do we make these decisions and then we make these them are, over and over again oftentimes these are thoughts that never had anywhere to go yep. <laughs> you know yep because you can only say this to other people so much before you become a weirdo <laughs> yeah yeah so hey we're like hey you do this too like yeah all right we're friends now let's <laughs> let's throw that on a podcast uh I, and that's how I was just talking to some I was talking to a random person that then followed up with me after the conversation, thinking that I was like a musician who played a lot of synth music because of how much I know about analog synthesizers. And I and I had to go back to this person. And I'm like, oh, I just like have some because I'm stupid and I like making the bleep and bloops. That's funny. But I honestly know nothing about this. And they're like, oh, fooled me. I was going to come to you for like music production tips. I was like, no idea how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but I can definitely talk to you about it. Hey, we can, we can, we can, we can apply that knowledge somehow. Uh, maybe. That's Hopefully. why we're starting a band. That's why we're starting a band. Um, yeah, yeah. We are a month behind on that. Yeah, well, um, it's fine. We're a month behind on the, uh, the, the Dolby Atmos one. Uh, stuff too. Uh, <laughs> cut this part out. Uh, the Last of Us episode four. Four. 45 quick minutes. It was a quick one. It's a setup episode. It's uh You know, you know what I was just thinking like it's uh for the shortest episode of the season so far and you're right it is a setup episode. It also felt kind of the slowest in some yeah, ways. I, I, Not in a bad way, I, just like you know, you know what I mean? Like because there was so much setup this episode needed to happen. It just needed to happen to bridge us to where we're going to go. And it like, was a yeah. work, workhorse of an episode. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like they knew the episode three was going to hit fucking hard. Yeah. I was going to say, like, how do you follow up episode three? You sit, just set up the rest of the series yep. because if you try to do something big, it's going to be way too yeah. comparable to, 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 you know what I mean? Like, it, it, there's no other way you can go except have a pretty grounded episode developing the characters a little bit more yep um getting them through all of the travel they need to get to to get to the next thing yep like that's kind of what i felt of the episode really liked it great moments throughout um but it was very like when it ended i was like oh oh okay 
Like, it's the weakest episode so far, I would say. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I think uh, if I had to rank them, this is probably, like, just below episode two? Because I go four, one, two... I mean, three, Wait. one, two, four. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I would I would put my myself in that same camp. But it's like, it's not, but it, not in a bad way. I think, no. look, we had a lot of, like, uh, development with uh, Joel and Ellie, which was, you know, I think we finally needed a lot of that to happen. I love that they brought out the, uh, the pun book. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that was my favorite thing of the episode. Like, the pun book I loved so much because it's like, that's that's almost the pun book stuff is entirely optional dialogue in the game it is not you can play through the entire first game and never engage with the with the puns it's the shooting the shit dialogue if you're a weirdo who just keeps trying to talk to characters in games which i definitely love to do that yeah (laughs) it was great so i think that's why I, i i that's why i really enjoy that the uh uh the the porno mag in the uh truck was beat for beat from the game yep which I love. I think some people are like, we lost that scene with the Bill and Frank episode. I'm like, you guys relax. There's like an opportunity to still do it. And then they did it. So it's like, yeah, have some patience. You. I was also confused about all that discourse because the preview showed some of that scene after the episode. And I just put it into that episode in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I was like, (laughs) I was literally like, no, they did it. Like, like I was seeing all that online. I'm like, did people not watch it? They did that. It's, <laughs> but then it, I realized it, it was just the yeah. It's, it's it was a preview. <laughs> but I think so. Here, here's where I think um, I, I want to get your thoughts in because I think this was a really good episode for exposition specifically. I think they did exposition pretty well. They give us some more depth to these, uh, like in the game, like and if you watch like the additional uh, content from from. Uh, on HBO, like Neil Druckmann also hits on this. Like in the game, this group that you run into in Pittsburgh, not in Kansas City, uh, is literally just an obstacle. It's a game mechanic group of enemies that you just have to plow through. There's no, almost no depth to them besides like they were also hunting down Sam and Henry. Um, Melanie Linsky's character, I think, is interesting because there's, in my opinion, and let me know your thoughts. They're starting to plant the seeds for season two. Yes, they are. They have to. You, and, you know, like, yeah, I, I think that's what's going to make this interesting as it goes on. Because, like, you can't really be that closed off in a TV series. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, you have, we have to make a connection we basically are going to have an emotional payoff at the end of this ep- this season. That's yep. Potentially, if they continue down that path, will take a take that out of a flashback gut punch that Last of Us Two gives us. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. Like it's, and I'm kind of, I think that's a really cool thing to do. That makes sense. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to see how this is changing from the game in ways that I feel like so far they haven't really misstepped in my opinion on it. No, I agree. I think I still think part one narratively, like just the video game, I mean, is a tighter story than part two. But that's because part one was built in a way that was almost intentionally self-contained. Like, there were obviously threads Mm -hmm. that you could pull from and, like, make a sequel, and eventually they did. But 
in that execution, because part one was so like watertight, in my opinion, some of the execution on the story side felt a little sloppy in part two. Like you do, uh, and I think we talked about this already, but like some of the retconning they did in the, uh, and sorry, spoilers for people that, you know, haven't played the second game. Um, some of the retconning they did with the hospital, like they cleaned up the mm-hmm. oper- the, the surgery room, um, like giving that surgeon a face and a name and a big backstory and everything. Like it all made sense. And narratively, like it's a good story, but like it, just like the execution to get into that was a little sloppy. And I think now the show has the opportunity to clean up some of those edges without altering like the narrative of part one and like what made part one so good. But like even in the additional content, Neil Druckmann is like the the Last of Us as a whole is is also about like decisions that people make and how that impacts other characters. I'm like, that's that you that's pulled directly from part two because go back to interviews. Uh, from Neil Druckmann after part one launched. And it was all like, oh no, this is, this is just a story about love. About love and like oh, yeah. how I mean, that matters. Last of Us 2 is literally about consequences of actions. Yes. Yep. And unintended and unseen consequences of action. Yeah. And like the and weight like, of all the decisions after the fact. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, to me, I actually prefer to story to part one. Um, yeah. I actually really, I thought it hit so much harder. Oh, yeah. N- like no. to me that story hit me harder due to that kind of retcon way of like seeing things and also that's a really fun storytelling technique oh yeah so i also i i do hope they don't completely abandon that i don't think they will i think what they're gonna do is oh what do you mean like the retcon well, because they're kind or? of teasing they're teasing some season two ideal oh, ideas yes, maybe yes if they continue down that path they would lose that Hey, here because that is part of the emotional payoff yeah. of that hospital scene in in Last of Us Two, is because you're seeing it again. Yep, yep. From a new perspective that you didn't know about, you know, thinking about this as as if we haven't seen you played both games. Yeah, that's you know what that's, I mean? and I think that's where I like where I don't like harp on it as much. I'm like, part two story is definitely a lot more ambitious and more there's more nuance to part two absolutely more nuance to part two it's it does it does more for sure like easily um but i think that's like an interesting way of like looking at it too for like oh oh from a different perspective this looks and feels very different and i think that that's definitely cool um i think we're gonna get an ad like remember we talked about this after episode one i think we're gonna get an abby episode or do we know who plays abby in the Did show, we already know that. No, yeah. no, because they just HBO just renewed them like last week. Right, man, that's gonna that's be gonna a really be a, cool fucking. Yeah. That's a cool person. Role. That's like a that's cool role. it's gonna be a sick fucking role. Like uh, whoever, because like the thing about Abby is like that person's gonna need to be jacked. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, she, and I'm excited for. Yeah, like she. <laughs> It's very clear that she is as strong as all of the men around her. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and I think that's like really, really important to the character. Yep. Um, and the way that the character approaches the world. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm so interested in who's going to get cast as that. It's, oh man, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. I think. Obviously, this person should nuke all their social media when <laughs> when season two comes around straight um, just because people uh, are idiots um truly truly terrible <laughs> it's terrible but it, it's i 
they're handling this so well. I do think, I do think one thing I do want to touch on that that I think I've seen some some ramblings about. I I have faith that the that the show, like as we go on to the next couple of episodes, especially episode five, um, will handle this and and like start addressing this. Um, Joel isn't like uh, Pedro Pascal's Joel, and the way that that his character right now is written is not as uh doesn't feel as hardened as in-game Joel. Um obviously like video game feats you can't compare to like the story beats and stuff because you're mowing through zombies and dudes like all the time. Mm-hmm. So like not not so much that part but like I don't know if we've seen what Marlene meant in episode 1 when she tells Joel and Tess like I know what you're capable of. And then Ellie's like, well, you know, wide-eyed like what are they capable of? I mean, obviously, we saw him take out two dudes at, immediately after a car accident and then, like, stab a guy in the heart yep. off screen, though. So, like, I don't know if we've gotten the extent of, like, I think that's what makes him a compelling character, the duality of, like, I am capable of, like, these really brutal things. Yep. But also, here's the contrast and like, I care about Ellie. I think they should have shown him stab the guy. I think so, too. I, I think, think that so was too. that was one of the biggest missteps they've made so far because the the reason why during that scene in my head i was thinking oh i don't know if they're gonna stab him based on who this joel has been so far right you know what i mean right yeah we've seen some but i was like oh this might be for this care this version of this character this might be a little too far had and then they did it so i'm like okay that's good but then the fact that they didn't show it when they have shown plenty of violence very graphically um, I was like, so you're still, they're taking a little bit of his bite out. And I wonder if it's so that when they really show it again, it'll hit harder. Maybe. But I'm also, it, it, it almost feels like he's playing the character we see in two. Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I, like want, I, I, do you think, I think that's a little bit of it. Do you think, is, bec- do you think is, is, is it, it's because it'll make who he is into a little bit more palatable in the sense of like, here's why he let his guard down, which I still don't buy as a real argument. I I don't think that's what happened. I think he just changed five years in the community that he didn't really have up until then. Yeah. I think, I think, I think we're seeing almost like he's further in the journey to get to be that person. than He was from like last of us, last of us too. It's a pretty intense difference. Oh yeah. Um, but again, it's like one of those things where is it because they were worried about confusing the audience like or not? I think I think they're so it's just one thing that I'm I, I'm glad that we agree on that because it's uh it's not like enough where it's like ah, they're kind of like messing up his character. I do think it has more impact if you hold on to that bite. And we talked about like holding on to the brutality and we know we're about to get brutality through the story in episode five. Yeah. And there are other beats the rest of the way that we're going well, we think we're going to get some of that brutality, right? Um, yeah. ep- I think episode five is going to be really important for me to... to it's going to be, I think, a, a, a turning point where it's like, okay, they're nailing it, and they're, they, the rest of the, the last four episodes are going to like hit. Or this is where I might go like, ah, maybe the game executed some of this a little bit better. Because up until now, I don't think the, sh- the game has executed anything better than the show. I think they're both par and par. They're different versions of the same story, and I, yes, I think they're yeah. both equally good. 
I think episode five, though, will determine if the show can exceed or if it'll lag behind a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I definitely think that's where it's at for me as well. Like, I, you know, I think it's really the difference between just based on what we've seen so far of the show. Yeah. I don't think this show becomes bad in any way. I don't think think, but I think it does have the potential to be a season one of Breaking Bad level of show. Yes. Like, you know, like, like different eras at this point. But like at the time you finish that season, you're like, well, I've never seen something like that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like and Last of Us definitely could show you that. Oh, yeah. Um, I really hope we come back next week and and or like two weeks from now, and then it's like I can't believe we ever doubted. That would be ideal because so far be great. they've exceeded our expectations. Like I've I've loved this show. It's definitely on. Like just the fact that we can say halfway through this, a little less than halfway through the season, we're like this has the potential to be one of the greatest season ones. Period. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, I don't think we've had so many friends of ours like we're all watching it it's so for cool. a while it's so cool like everyone coming over to a house yep. and like watching it together i was like man this reminds me of like college we used to do this for fucking dexter <laughs> <laughs> like and then some people kept doing it for dexter <laughs> <laughs> i was straight up end of season four they were like hey we're doing it again season five and i was like i'm out <laughs> i remember the last time i i had anything close to this was uh the final season of Game of Thrones, which was yeah, unfortunate. That's like, that's like going to a funeral. It was brutal. That, that's brutal. Um, but it really, we only did it for, for the season premiere because I think there was so much hype for it. And then before then, a, uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's man, so cool. It's, it's again, it's like we talked stuff. about it last week. Like, I'm just so glad that it's just being so well received. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's, it's really cool. I mean, honestly, we can get really excited about stuff and we can get real disappointed. That's yeah. just part of yeah. who we are as excitable people about things. Yeah. Uh, it's always great when it's not instantly a letdown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you know how you know how stressed out I am about this Fast 10 trailer because they're doing all these <laughs> legacy trailers? I'm like, guys, you are really teeing they're, it up. They're, <laughs> like, they're milking that bad boy. They're yeah. milking the shit out of that Good bad boy. Good God. Like, and I couldn't be more excited about it. Oh, but. yeah. Am I going to be there on, you know, opening night with you? 100%. Uh, but come on. Let's get on with it. Please, 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 please. <laughs> uh, Danny, are we out of topics? I think we're out of topics, man. It's, it's going to be a good time. Look. Friday, don't forget, Friday is the uh, episode five of The Last of Us. They didn't want to uh, compete. I get it, whatever. Um, and then we're going to, you know, we're going to be back. Uh, we're going to be back in time for uh, episode eight, seven, eight after our boat trip. Hey, man, we're watching it on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, 100%. Oh, not going to miss it, period. So it'll, yeah. it'll be fine. Um, we're all going to be jammed in that little room. I'm excited. <laughs> It's going to be a sad episode on Friday. It's going to be a <laughs> sad time. Oh, my God. Can't wait. It's going to be brutal. I, um, just the fact that they made uh, Sam, his brother, deaf. And then, like, the super he's like the superhero. I'm like, oh, no. They're they're going to make it more. They're going to make it worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm so ready. To yeah. Hear. Suffer and pain <laughs> is, is coming up. Uh, 
Bye. 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 Bye.